If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got faith, he's a faith taker. If you feel lost, he's a way Same old voice, tell the same old lie. 
If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got a day, he's a day taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, a savior, he's a prison shaking savior. You got a chain, he's a chain breaker. Alan, I'm going to tell you, there's some people that they're on the other side, and I can tell you, I miss them every single day. Amen. I miss my dad every day. I miss Keith Johnson every day. <laughs> I miss Jimmy Williams every day, and I miss Alan Greer every day. And I've been working on his song. Uh, he left us about a half a song. And I've been working on that song, trying to get it ready, and uh, I just about got it, Greg, the way I want it. Now we're going to get together with Greg, and then he's going to fix it. Uh, and so we're, uh, we're <laughs> when I get it the way I want it, then he can fix it, right? So uh, the ushers knew that was coming. I was just giving everybody time to get back in their place. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I've been working on that song. Uh, and very, very soon we're going to get that together and let you hear it. Uh, it is absolutely a beautiful song. Uh, but I'll tell you, he loved camp meeting. Uh, Alan never missed camp meeting over at the campground. He loved it. He absolutely appreciated being there. The, every part of it, he just loved it. And uh, so uh, we're going to have a great week. And it might remind you a little bit of some people that you know too. All right, I'm going to ask, uh, ask Kurt, if he would, to ask God's blessing on the offering this morning. 
Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for opportunity, Lord, to be here and worship you, God. Lord, we thank you so very much for your um, for sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, Father. We pray for the one that wouldn't know you, Father, here today, God. I pray that they would just come under conviction, uh, yes. walk down the aisle, Father, and uh, be saved this morning. Lord. Yes, dear Lord. Lord, we pray for the uh, the message. Let it be what we need for this hour. Pray for the songs, Lord. Let them just worship you, God. And we just thank you for this offering. Bless it to further into your kingdom. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 I was listening to preaching in preparation for church this morning, uh, and they were preaching about the blood. And that last verse, I guess, just kind of struck home with a little bit of what they were saying, that one day we'll stand before the throne of God, and it's all because of the blood. One day I'm going to get to heaven, and they're going to ask, what in the world are you doing here? And I'm just going to say, the blood. Yeah. The blood was the reason uh, that I'm able to have access into heaven. And it's the reason that you're able to have access into heaven. And I'm thankful for that. But, but the blood isn't just for eternity. The, the blood's for right now, for today. We can have freedom. The Bible tells us that we're cleansed from our sin. We can have freedom from our sin, freedom 
from, from the bondage that Satan has of sin. We can have freedom from that sin today. Live in freedom every day because of the blood that Jesus shed for us. We can have peace in the, in the darkest, stormiest trials of our life, and it's because of the blood. We can have strength in our weakest times because of the blood. And we can have joy throughout this life, and it is all because of the blood. I am thankful for the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ and, and to be able to be here today to worship Him in spirit and truth. He said, hey, if you deny me in front of men, I'll deny you in front of my Father. And I just don't want to see that happen on my behalf. I don't know about you. So while we're here today, let's acknowledge Him. Let's thank Him for the freedom that we have in Him, for the blood that He shed for us, and thank Him for salvation that He's offered to us free of charge. Let's worship Him today.
choir comes on down.
gonna sing? Y'all gonna sing? Oh, not today? Okay. <laughs> I was looking forward to it today. As a matter of fact, I think they're here for that very reason. They're sitting right over there. You see, he's at the piano. And, and did you notice that he never got up and left the bass? But I'm being very nice, and I'm not going to play the guitar. Let's get a scrap iron quartet up here. And if you don't hurry up, I'm going to sing with you. Somebody's car's going off. Did you hear that? Is it just me? It's just you. <laughs>
absent from this body is present with the Lord. Oh, I'm in the arms of Jesus now, and I'll never suffer anymore. Hand in hand, we're going to stroll together down Heaven's Avenue. And oh, what a celebration if you only knew. If you only knew, I'm just going home. Your prayers have been answered. My sickness is gone. Things look much better. Before they do, I'm going to ask the ushers to come down, and we're going to take up an offering this morning, and it'll go to Brother Mike uh, Holcomb and his ministry. We want you to give as the Lord directs. We know without any doubt whatsoever that he'll bless you for it. Amen? So you give, and uh, let's keep Mike on the road uh, doing what God's called him to do and uh, let him continue to be a blessing to so many. Willie, you ready to pray? All right, pray for us, would you? Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you again for the chance to be in your house and worship in spirit and truth, Father. We just want to pray now for the service this morning as Brother Mike stands and brings the word, Father, that you'll touch somebody here this morning, Father, that today will be the day for everlasting too late they'll be saved, Father. If anybody's backslidden, you'll bring them back to you, Father. And we pray for this offering and a gift and a giver, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Save this child who 
cleanses within from the highest star in heaven to the depths of the sea and still the blood of Jesus that brings victory to me well there are those who rely on their works that they do and some men they count on the times they pray through but when this battle's over and the victory's been won I'll go home through the blood of the Father's only Son and it's still the blood that saves Scrap iron might have had some rust in it. I'm not sure about it. <laughs> it's good to see you this morning. How many of you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? How many of you would rather be here than in jail? Let's see your hand. Well, that's not everybody. You almost have a better jail than I know much about. But uh, good to see all of you in the house of the Lord. Thank you for being here. I thank the Lord for the opportunity that's afforded to us to come back again. I was trying to think, Brother Gary, how long it's been since I was here the very first time. And that's been a while. That's, that's been a while. And, and I do appreciate the opportunity of still being able to go and tell folks about the blood of Jesus that washes away all sin. Best thing that ever happened to me is I got saved by the grace of God. The blood that Christ shed on the cross of Calvary washed all my sin away. And I was born again into the family of God. And I don't believe it ever gets any better than that until we get to see him face to face. And I believe that could be any minute now. Three amens. I believe that could be any minute now. We've certainly, uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that this thing's about over. 
and uh, all we see is bad and all we see is terrible and wicked and perverted and uh, we don't know what right and wrong is anymore. And so I, I believe any minute now Jesus is coming and the church, the bride, is going to be called to meet him in the air. What we do after that, I really don't care because I get to be with him. Amen. If you don't know the Lord Jesus as you're in the, pardon, in the free pardon of sin, then I highly recommend that today be the day that you call upon the name of the Lord and receive Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. He uh, still saves even to the uttermost. That means even to the guttermost. All who will come unto God by Him. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I'm not one of those that thinks that some can be saved and some can't. But if you want to be saved... He'll save even you. Amen. Psalm 41 this morning for a little while. Psalm 41. Try to give you just a few thoughts that's on my heart this morning. And trust today that the Lord will use us to be a blessing and an encouragement to you. Psalm 41, how many of you found that place, say amen. All right, if you can and will, those that can and will, I should say, if you'll stand in honor of the word of God as we read. Psalm 41 to the chief musician, a psalm of David. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. And he shall be blessed upon the earth. Thou wilt not deliver him under the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing. Thou shalt make all his bed in his sickness. I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Mine enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? And if he come to me, he speaketh vanity. His heart gathereth iniquity to itself. When he goeth abroad, he telleth it. All that hate me whisper together against me. Against me do they devise my hurt. An evil disease, say they, leaveth fast unto him. And now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. Yea, mine own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. But thou, O Lord, be merciful unto me, and raise me up that I may requite them. By this I know that thou favorest me, because mine enemy doth not triumph over me. And as for me, thou upholdest me in mine integrity, and settest me before thy face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting unto everlasting. Amen and amen. You may be seated, and I thank you for standing and on the word of God. If we're going to stand for anything, it ought to be for the word of God. A lot of things that we hold in esteem that we stand for really doesn't merit. But the word of God is the greatest book that's ever been written. 
and the word of God should be honored and should be gloried in our presence. We should honor him who gave us the inerrant, infallible, inexhaustible, impeccable word, the living God. In verse number four, we'll call your attention to my text there where the Bible said, heal my soul. Father, in Jesus' name, I beg you now for the touch of God. Lord, I realize I can do nothing within myself. I realize that I'm just a weak and frail being. And I can do nothing but make a mess of things unless the unction of the Holy Ghost is upon me to make me to be a vessel unto honor unto Jesus. I pray now that the Spirit of God might move in this place. Oh God, fight back the flesh, the world, the devil, and all that's trying to hinder and interfere, that Christ might be seen, that he might be exalted, that he might be magnified and lifted up, that he might draw all unto himself. I pray now that you'd have your will and way. If there's those here today, surely in a crowd this large, there are some that know not Christ, never been born again. Lord, touch their heart today. Help them to realize that they have a real problem that needs a healing. They're dead in trespasses and in sin. But I pray the Spirit of God might quicken them and make them alive to be able to hear and to receive what God has for them. Touch, we pray. There be those here today that are hurting, those that are guilty. I pray, Father, that you'd touch them and draw them unto Christ today. Thank you that there is forgiveness in him. Oh, I'm glad if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Blessed be his name. I pray you'd help me now in Christ's name. Amen and amen. Verse number four, King David said, heal my soul. King David, I believe we could agree, is troubled. When he writes these words, he's hurting. When he writes these words, he's discouraged. When he is writing down this psalm, he's disappointed. And I believe he's come to a place that he's actually frustrated from all the things that have been going on in his life. For those that are trying to hurt him, for those that are trying to downgrade him, for those that are trying to do things against him, I believe King David is a little bit frustrated. And here he begins to ask for help from the only one who can really provide the help that he needs, the Lord. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, the Bible said, The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Yes, we have been and are made in the image of our Creator, a triune being. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost is one true and living God. Three in one and one in three. And in His likeness, we are made in His image, body, soul, and spirit. The Lord God formed us from the dust of the earth. Now, I'm, I'm sure that disappoints some of you. It did me the first time I thought about being made of dust. Everything else God made in specifics. But when he made man, he took his hand and scraped up some dust off of the face of the earth and formed it into his hand. 
but it was nothing more than a lump of clay until God breathed in the man's nostrils the breath of life. Now I'm reminded of the little boy that was playing ball in the bedroom. He had a rubber ball and he's throwing it against the wall and he'd come back and catch it and he'd throw it again and he'd catch it and he'd throw it again. Well, it got away from him and it went up under the bed. And when he dove up under the bed to get his ball so he could play again, he saw something that kind of astonished him. And he got up and he ran to his mother. And he said, Mom, Mom, doesn't the Bible say from dust we came and to dust we shall return? She said, I believe it says something like that. He said, well, you need to get in here fast because somebody's either coming or going under that bed. We are made from the dust of the earth. The Lord God formed us, made us an amazing body of over 2,000 parts that start off small and begin to grow. When our son was born 45 years ago, there were some friends came to us and they said, now if you don't ever feed him, he won't ever get any bigger. And you won't ever have to. Well, he's six, eight and a half. I guess we fed him. Matter of fact, if it wasn't nailed down, he had it in his mouth. Uh, we start off small, but then we get bigger, and we grow, and we grow, and we grow up, and we grow out, and we grow up, and we grow out, and then we get to where we just grow out, and out, and out. Amen. We get to a point that we eventually stop growing. When we stop growing, then we begin to shrink and to wither until we arrive at our appointment with death. It's appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. Death is coming. Why? Well, the Bible says it's because we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Our very best is nothing more than filthy rags in the eyes of the Lord. We are endowed with an eternal soul, born dead in trespasses and in sin. But as the old timers used to say, there comes a day of accountability. Amen. I am from the old school. That's the way I got that way. Accountability. We are awakened by something that tells us that we need something in our life. We are awakened by the spirit of life, of conviction, when it is brought to us by the word of God. It was the word of God that got my attention. I was dead in trespasses and in sin on my way to hell and couldn't do a thing about it until the word of God awakened my soul and made me to realize that a savior had been provided. That one had paid life, paid debt for my sin on the cross of Calvary and that his blood was able to make me a brand new creature in Christ Jesus the Lord. The Bible says we are begotten by the word. How glad I am for July 22nd, 1964 on a Wednesday morning in an old-fashioned altar when the Spirit of God led me down to the altar and said, call on the name of the Lord and he'll save even you. I said, Lord, save me for Jesus' sake. And he said, I will. He did, and I hadn't got over it yet. Amen. And, I, and I'm worried about folks that have gotten over it. Amen. Because he came in to abide. 
He came in to live. He came in to have his being within me that I might live for him. We are endowed with an eternal soul and the grace of God changes our life when we get born into the family of God. Now the dictionary says that the soul is the principle of life, feeling, thought, and action in humans, regarded as a distinct entity separate from the body and commonly held to be separable in existence from the body. It goes on to say the spiritual part of our being, distinct from our physical part. That all sounded good to me, but I, I still wanted more. And so I went to Noah Webster's dictionary that says it this way. The soul is the emotional part of our makeup naturally. The seat of the feelings or sentiments that survives death and is subject to great happiness or great misery in the next life. Mr. Webster goes on to say, the soul is the energy of heart, intellect, conscience, personality, life, and the animating principle of human being. He winds up by saying the soul is the real you. I believe all of us could agree with that. The soul is the real you. Here, King David, the Bible said, a man after God's own heart, in our text in verse number four said, Lord, be merciful to me and heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Notice David did not cry out for justice. Even though he listed many reasons why he needed some help, that there had been things done against him, even his own familiar friend had lifted up his heel against him. And there are many things that he listed that are detrimental to his life, yet he did not ask for justice, but he asked for the mercy of God to be applied. He didn't want justice. I don't blame him. I don't want justice either. Because if I'd gotten justice, I'd be in hell right now with my back broke. But God sent his mercy that I was able to hear the word of God and it went into my ears and lodged in my heart and built holy faith that I could turned to Jesus and received what he had for me, which was life everlasting through Christ Jesus the Lord. The only way to get saved is to hear and to heed the word of the living God. The only way to be born into the family of God is to hear and to heed what God has to say to you through the word seasoned by the Holy Ghost of God. You can't get saved just any time you want to. It don't work that way. A lot of folks have thought, well, I, I'm going to wait till I'm on my deathbed to get right with God. Most stupid thing you've ever thought of. Because you may not have sense to get right with God on your deathbed. You may be unconscious. You may be hurt so bad that you can't even begin to talk to God. You need to talk to God when the Holy Ghost of God is talking to you and draws you to him and tells you that now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. David was troubled. He was tormented in his mind. He was troubled in his heart. He was tormented personally. He was tormented privately. He was tormented physically. He was tormented psychologically. Things had not been good for him recently. He had been sick and on his bed and 
people were talking about him and ridiculing him and making fun of him. They wanted rid of King David. But he knew God was still with him because he had not let his enemies overcome him. He's been troubled in his heart, personally, privately, physically, and psychologically. I believe he's saying now, merciful God, please, have mercy on me. Have mercy on my essence. Have mercy on my existence. My life needs a healing. Not because I'm innocent. No, but because I'm guilty. In my weakness, I am guilty. For I have sinned against thee. I don't know about you, but I found out along this journey of life that I am my own worst enemy. I do me worse than anybody else does. Because of this dust that I live in that is so corruptible and so wicked and so carnal and so vile and so against God. But I found out that if I will confess my sin, glory to his name, he will forgive my sin. He will have mercy upon me and he will cleanse me from all my unrighteousness. I bless the Lord for the fact that he's still that way today. That he has not changed. That he has not written some new way of doing things. But he still does things the same way. We ask in repentance for him to cleanse us. He does. Amen. Uh, the word repentance in most circles today is a word that people don't want to use. And so our society today does not intend to repent of anything. Matter of fact, the new woke society says, leave me alone. Don't bother me. Don't tell me anything about my sin. Don't tell me anything's wrong with me. Just let me live however I want to live and be satisfied with it and help me with it. Amen. Go along with it. That's the society we live in today. But that's not the society that gets to go to heaven. That is not the society that gets to go to a land that is fairer than day. That is not the society that makes it home to a far better place than we've ever dreamed of here. Those that get to go to heaven are those that have been forgiven and washed and cleansed from all our sin. Sin is a transgression of moral or religious law. It is known to be reprehensible. It is classified as a fault within our thinking, within our understanding, within our comprehension it's a fault in our behavior. The Bible says that sin is a transgression of the law of God. Matter of, matter of fact, anything that is unholy and ungodly and anything that is not of faith is sin. Wow. When David cried out for God to have mercy upon him, how consonant that was of the grace of God. And how inconsistent that was with the merit he could have said God you know I am the king you called me and you've anointed me and you've made me to be king and I want you to do this or that or the other but no he didn't he didn't claim any merit whatsoever if we got what we merited it would be a bad day but he said Lord I need your grace and your mercy to be applied to my life we're all better than we deserve to be.
Amen. Now, I can preach it and amen it too. It just takes me longer to get done. That's all. We're all better off than we deserve to be. Amen. For years now, when folks are asking me how I'm doing, I, I try to tell, I've made it a point to tell them I'm better than I deserve. And I've had some good, well-meaning folks to try to argue with me over that. But I am better than I deserve. I'm way better than I deserve because of the mercy of God, because of the grace of God, because of the love of God that has been shed abroad in my heart and my life. I still have the opportunity to tell somebody else how good he's been to me and how good he can be to them. None of us deserve forgiveness. None of us deserve restoration. None of us deserve redemption. None of us deserve regeneration. But the Lord God has promised all those things to whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord Jesus in faith and repentance. We confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hebrews chapter 2, verse number 9. Some of my, one of my favorite verses right here was, says, But we see Jesus. Well, if you ever see Jesus for who he really is, it'll make a difference in you. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. I'm glad it didn't leave me out. And, it, and the grace of God didn't leave you out. But he's willing to save even to the uttermost. All who will come unto God by him. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons into glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Now most all of us have been or might even be right now being tormented and troubled in our beings because of our personal, our private, our physical or our psychological sins. I'm finding a whole lot of folks that can't forgive themselves. They can't get over what they've done, even though God has. Amen goes right in there. It might be the sins of others that have brought an adversity, a difficulty, a hard or a life-changing effect into our existence on this earth. We've all been there. We've been lied to. Amen. If you've ever raised any children, you've been lied to. Amen. It might be that you've been lied on. Been there, done that too. It might be that you've been cheated. Amen. You lived in this country very long, you've been cheated. Amen. We've been cheated on. We've been stolen from. We've been betrayed by somebody else. There are multiple ways and circumstances that have inflicted us with torments and troubles that have brought us to the point. Maybe we ought to fall on our knees and say, Lord, heal my soul. Lord, I need you just to heal my soul. There are things in my heart, things in my life that I just can't get past. And I know, Lord, that you're the only one that can do for me what needs to be done. No matter what may have happened in the past, 
God has the future in his hand. And he's able to make a new. He's able to change circumstances and situations. And if he doesn't do that, he's able to change you. Amen. Now, all healing is a miracle. All healing is a miracle. Say, you're one of those that believes in divine healing. Is there any other kind? If there wasn't divine healing, a hangnail would kill you. Mm, but there is divine healing from the master. But divine healing often comes in stages. Sometimes it is immediate, and I thank God for it, but a lot of healing is brought about in stages. You see, if we get cut, we're in an accident, or maybe we have to have some kind of surgery. There's a cut that is, brings bleeding and pain and suffering. But then this amazing body that God created in his image begins to do the things that need to be done that healing take place. When blood is brought forth, not long until that blood begins to clot and to start the healing process. Now, sometimes it has to be with stitches. Sometimes it has to be with staples. Sometimes the wound is brought together with glue. Absolutely blowed our mind a few years ago. My wife hurt her hand. She pinched her inside of her hand between a door and a table, and it cut a hole in there. And the doctor actually put glue in it and just pushed it together. Three years ago when COVID hit, I'd, March the 16th, as a matter of fact, I'd started a meeting in Valdosta, Georgia. And uh, we went to eat with the pastor and his wife in a restaurant. And on the wall, there were some big TVs. The news came on, and it was President Trump and Dr. Fauci. Uh-huh. I hope you can tell I don't think much of him. But anyway, he came on and said, now we don't want you to have any gatherings larger than 10 for a while. Well, that pastor looked at me and he turned the color of cotton because they had advertised and they had had radio ads and they had passed out flyers and they had done a whole lot of things to invite people to come to the meeting and it had started off really well on Sunday. Then we were on Monday and they're asking us to not have it. So we went back to the church. He called all his staff together and we prayed about the matter. He looked at me and he said, Preacher, I, I'm just going to have to comply. I'm just going to have to send you home. So from Valdosta, Georgia, we drove home that night, got home about midnight. Shortly thereafter, my wife's mother now is 94 years old. And we thought about her getting in and out of our house, and we didn't know how long we was going to be there. Matter of fact, my wife and I have been married now 47 years. She'll get her reward for that, I promise. But we've been married 47 years, and 
her mom's now 94 years old. And we thought, getting her in and out of the house, she could, I didn't know how long we were going to be there. Sure didn't know I was going to be there for three and a half months. I've never been home three and a half months. When we got married, I was already traveling with the inspirations and I'd be gone three and four days a week and, and back home three days a week and that kind of thing. And that schedule worked out real good. And now I was going to be home three and a half months. Some of you are ahead of me. Yeah, there was a time in there when she looked at me and said, is there not somewhere you can go? <laughs> anyway, we looked at the situation and we thought, maybe we'll just build a ramp out there, make it easier for her to get in, won't have to climb up those steps. So I, I cut the boards and I built the ramp, but then we didn't have a handrail for her to hold on to. Went out to see her and she said, you know, I've got this old TV antenna out here that's been here for a long, long time and we haven't used it for anything. Why don't you take it down and cut it off and make a handrail out of it? Well, it sounded pretty good. We go out in the yard and it had been raining for a couple of days and I began to shake that pole and sure enough it was loose and we started to pick it up and pull it up and it was coming right out of the ground. The only thing is we forgot about them tree limbs up there. Raise that thing up and that antenna broke slapping too and fell down on top of my head. But to be honest with you, if it hadn't hit me in the head, it might have hurt me. Had that aluminum come down and I looked up and it hit me in the eye, I'd probably put my eye out. If it had looked up and it hit me in the throat, it would probably kill me. But instead, I didn't look up at all and it landed right on top of my head and it split a place about an inch and a half long. My wife said, you're going to have to go to the doctor. You're going to have to get something done about that. So I went down to urgent care and went in. A female doctor came in and she said, uh, sir, have you ever had stitches? Have you ever had staples? I said, uh, no, ma'am. She said, neither one of us are going to enjoy this. And we didn't. She pulled that together and she hit me and it went right at, felt like it went from the top of my head right out the end of my toe. <clears throat> again, and <clears throat> again, and <clears throat> again. There was four times she hit me with a staple at the top of my head. But it closed the wound up. It stopped bleeding. And after a little while, a day or so, the scab was over the top of it. And it started the process of healing. And it went on for a few more days and it was getting better. The swelling went down and the pain kind of subsided. And then it does what all wounds do that are healing. It started to itch. What do we do when something itches? We scratch it. And so I would reach up and after a while I opened that thing up and it started to bleed again and had to start that process all over again. Oftentimes we extend the time of our healing process 
because we just can't keep from messing with it. Amen. Oftentimes we have something that is wrong, something that has hurt us, something that has disappointed us, something that we felt like has almost destroyed us, and we just can't keep from messing with it. We won't leave it alone. We bring it down to an altar, we get down on our knees, and we say we've given it to God, but we take, pick it right back up and take it back home with us so we can pet on it a while and continues to itch and to bother. When we ought to give it to the Lord and trust Him with it, we won't. Here David is saying, Lord, I, I've gone as far with this as I can. I've done as much with this wound as I can. I have done everything that I need to do. It. I'm just going to give it to you. Heal my soul. There's been destruction there's been disappointment there's been heartache there has been things said about me there has been things that have been done to me and done around me that have been bad for my life lord i need you to heal my soul jeremiah said call unto me and i will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not you may not know how to get it done, but God does. You may not be able to do what you know needs to be. There's a God that is still able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. There is a God that is still making things right. Amen. Proverbs 3 Bible said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not on thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Some of you right here today probably need to slip down to this altar and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Heal my soul. Have mercy on me, Lord, and heal what's wrong. Bring it to Jesus. Give it to Him. Several years ago, I was preaching a little meeting in Robbinsville, North Carolina. A lady on the second row got up and came to the corner of the communion table and stood there with tears trickling down her face. I went to her and I said, Ma'am, what can I pray with you about? How can I help you? She looked at me and she said, Preacher, can God really help me? Can God really do something for my life. She said, you don't understand, preacher. If it's ever been bad, I've done it. I've been a drunkard, a whoremonger. I've been a dope addict. I've been a prostitute. I've even killed my own unborn baby. Lord, I, can you help me? Tears are trickling down her face. I looked at her and I said, well, it appears to me you're in the right place. It appears to me you're in the right atmosphere. It appears to me you're in the right frame of mind. Why don't you just bow right there and try him out? See what he'll do. She hit her knees and began to pray. I didn't try to lead her through any kind of prayer. She began to call on the Lord God of heaven. And she asked him to have mercy upon her and to 
do for her what nobody else could do. Just in a couple of minutes, she stood to her feet and raised up both of her hands and she said, He did! He did! I've never felt this clean before. He's still able. He still can. He still will. He knows where we are. He knows what we're going through. He knows exactly what it will take to fix your life. But you're going to have to let him. You're going to have to give it to him. Instead of trying to do it yourself, instead of trying to be tough and go on through it, give it to God and let him bring you through it. He's not going to leave you, not going to forsake you, not going to turn his back on you. He's not going to turn a deaf ear to you, but he wants to help somebody right here today. These kind of messages I don't really like, but I'm glad that God does. He wants to help somebody right here in this congregation today, if you'll let him. Stand to your feet, please. Considering the times, the events, the circumstances of life, all the calamities and the troubles and the hurts, I wonder if it is you that needs to cry out like David did. Lord, heal my soul. If life is painful, if life is hurtful, if life is just too complex, if you don't know who to trust, you can trust in Jesus today because he'll never leave you. He'll not fail you. You might be standing here saying, my life's a mess, I need help. There's no joy, there's no peace in my world. There is in his. Come to Jesus today. You're lost and undone without God and you've never been born again. You got a really bad problem, the worst one you'll ever face. You need to get saved. You need to bring your heart to Jesus. You need to bring your soul to Jesus and give it to Him. Trust in the Lord. Spirit of God and goodness and mercy, help somebody to trust the Lord right now. Bring many sons to glory Behold the man upon the cross My sin upon his shoulders Ashamed I hear my mocking voice It was my sin that held him there Until it was accomplished His dying breath has brought me
But I will boast in Jesus Christ, His death and resurrection. Why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer. His wounds have paid my ransom. Why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer.